0: We're the Dallas On Air studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas. This is the Next Issue Comics Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now, here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condis, and Adrian here.
1: Hey now, welcome What's to up? the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book pod- podcast out of Dallas. We are part of the Dallas On Air Live family. We are also... or. These guys are also co-hosts on Just a Sec, and we are three friends that love talking <laughs> <laughs> about comics. Uh, once upon a
0: time, once upon,
1: once upon a time. You used to be host. Now uh, we're a co-host. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, this is a, an Adrian produced episode, so I'm gonna kick it over to him. Well, thank you. Um,
2: what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Speak up for the whole class period. No, nothing. I have faith in you. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> we'll see how I do today. Okay. Well, today's episode's. Uh, Kind of special.
3: Um hey, don't a, us off uh, any quickly right here. Well, no,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of weird to say because how, how this all how this all came about because Clay asked me about this uh, doing episode like this, mm-hmm. and uh, about seven months ago, and we just we kind of threw it around, and then Black Panther hit, and we um, decided it was a, just a really good time to um, to do an episode like this. So basically, what we're going to do today is review Black Panther. And um, talk about um, comic books from um, from the African American perspective, Um, how we were represented in comic books, how we felt growing up reading comic books, and um, where we are today. And so, uh, I brought on a couple special guests um, coming live from Kentucky is comic book writer Sean Pryor. Hey, Sean. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And I also brought in um, Howard Hancocks. He's a good friend of mine. Um, people around Dallas know him. He's a bartender at Trees. He's a lead singer of a band called Downlow, which is fantastic if you ever find them. Um, look for them and, and check out their music. But. Um, Howard's a really good friend of mine, and he has a great personality and great perspective on things, and um, so we have him here to talk as well. Hey, Adrian's my PR guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: love No, I need to get that. I need this sound bite, please. I can't, I can't yep. sell myself like that.
2: <laughs> I need some skill. I just want to see it first.
3: Jeez, Adrian, come on.
2: These guys got up at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday to do me a favor. Dude. I'm going to pump them up. Adrian's our Russian <laughs> PR guy. It's fine. I, I could be home in bed. Right. We could all be at home. Um, but, yeah, so uh, first thing we're going to get to is uh, we're going to knock out some uh, comic book news. There was some big news that dropped uh, over last week. Uh, Marvel is rebooting for the eighth time in six years.
3: Is it only eight? Yeah, oh, it's only
2: eight. Geez. You know,
1: I, I, I think one of the biggest things they could do at that place is just get all their uh, graphic novels organized to where it's readable, to where someone could go out and go, I, I would like to read this version of Captain Marvel, and someone can go, there,
2: yeah. There. Well, I mean, it's to that point now, anyway. Yeah. I mean, because so, they're
1: they're all over the place. It's yeah. really hard
2: to collect that, and, yeah. collect from them. Oh, I do want to say that uh, my prediction from a year ago that they were actually going to kill off Jane Foster has come to fruition. Yeah. Y'all owe me some money. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, this is this yeah. This been this been a lot. This whole episode is going to spoil
1: Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, yeah if y'all haven't seen or, the movie
0: yet, go ahead and uh, just just record this episode. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is
2: anybody uh, <laughs> reading anything on Valiant? No. 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 Uh, they, uh, they, I read a little bit of Valiant. Really? Uh, which which um, which titles do you read over there?
4: Um, I used to read the uh, I used to read the, the, the uh, Faith comic. Um, uh, every now and
2: then I would
3: pick, pick up a Plum Quantum and Woody. Woody. Yeah, that's I, the
2: one I hear everybody reads. Yeah, I, really I started reading Archer and Armstrong. That's an old one though. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it's, so, it's new. Yeah. But I mean,
3: it's from the, the original run from yeah. the eighties.
2: Well, uh, they had a Chinese investment firm buy into them in two thousand six, and now the Chinese investment firm is called DMG, and yeah. they've fully taken over now. Oh, okay. They originally bought like mm-hmm. a fifty-one percent stake in it. Now it's fully, and everybody was worried about because they made a. Picture uh, picture deal with Sony, but I think I think uh, uh, DMG was involved in that anyway. So I think that's still on board. I just wonder how many titles are going to. When did
1: they make that deal, the movie deal? Because because after seeing,
2: I think it was 2016.
1: Uh, man, really? After yeah. all the bad failed attempts Sony has done to make a superhero movie, they go, well, let's stay with them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. It, well, here's here's our entire library. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's also it's also more of a thing of where
3: Sony
4: is more of a, of the distributor than the overall pure producer. Like oh, the DMG yeah. company, their DMG, that DMG company is putting basically putting up a majority of the money and finding additional producers uh, to get these films underway. See, the the whole thing about it is with this Valiant deal was that um, um, a gentleman by the name of Dinesh who run who used to run the Valiant comic, the comic side. Um, you know, was big in boosting the profile of the company, boosting the profile of those heroes that they have on the label, uh, boosting those books, and um, which do very well in the trade market and also in the libraries and book market. However, the DMG side of it all is like, look, man, we don't see no movies, we don't see, you know, we don't see any television deals. We we need to see our characters out there, out there. Whereas Dinesh was really building the label. You know from within and trying to expand it outward even to the point where he's trying to do a um a little web series called ninja versus the valiant universe which kind of right. looked like a oh, like yeah. a low oh, key yeah. show uh, that was
2: done by Batman and yeah, yes
4: and the thing is is that the moment they were supposed to like you know show some like footage at new york comic-con last year and then he made the announcement that they couldn't and he apologized that was the moment i knew something was up and i was just like okay some changes are about to go down and then fast forward you know, fast forward to today, DMG buys you know pretty much buys all the value. Uh, Dinesh um, is now slowly consulting and being phased out of the company, as well as the two people under him. So, you know, like I, then they say that they say that comics are still a priority, but at
0: this moment, mm, I, I I don't know, man.
4: <laughs> wow, I don't know. That's
1: yeah. interesting. Something's yeah. Right in I, yeah, I, I'm curious. Along the same lines with Mark Miller and Netflix, like yeah. now that uh, net, he's got offices in Netflix. Are, are are they going to focus just on doing films? Or Are they going to well, take over like uh, yeah. you know print?
2: Well, uh, Netflix is doing. They got a print deal with them. They're, they started their own printing company. Netflix, yeah, for yeah, for for, sure. for world.
1: That and to me, that's going to be where people start to follow because yeah. i think they're going to look yeah. at a better way to do comics and companies are that don't have as much invested in diamond and the way marvel and and dc does where they have a whole infrastructure around it right. i think uh, netflix mm-hmm. may redefine some things
2: let's hope so yes yeah make it better um and then uh one other note uh josh whedon is out on batgirl mm-hmm. yeah that's probably for I the best
0: it, he said he wasn't yeah. getting anywhere with the
2: story yeah well, they, he he had a story he wanted to tell, and they didn't want to tell it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, what's that uh, million dollar Batgirl? girl? I think that's the name of the storyline. Mm, I don't know. It's one of the, her original, like her original original oh, storylines, really? and they didn't want to tell it. So, but and that what really shocked me is that like Nightwing is like one of the last things they want to do. Really? Yeah. yeah. That news came out earlier but, this week too, what, is he, which is, is he- weird because didn't they find a director for that? Yeah. I believe so, and that, 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 it was just really strange that, that that news came out, and I was like, well, they have everything in, in place, and I thought it was going to, like at least third on the list, but they said it's not even scheduled, not even on the schedule, hmm. don't know when they're going to put it out. Who
1: do, who do y'all like seeing take over
3: Batgirl? I don't. I don't know why Whedon could. I mean, I, I get. I get why he's leaving. but I just wish he was staying because I mean, of all, if any female character, I think he would have
1: been one that could have
3: really brought some potential to
1: it. And story. I don't know if. I, I don't know if y'all saw this. And this is kind of a dumb thing to talk about, but uh, sometimes it's interesting to see when uh, uh, Zack Snyder liked a story that said Joss Whedon had quit Batgirl. <laughs> So does do y'all take that as meaning
2: anything? Or? Well, I take it as him throwing some damn shade. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was curious about. I was like, is he? Yeah, he's throwing some shade. Is he but, trying to be? A, a I mean, especially kid? after that news broke that he actually got fired from yeah. from, from <laughs> Justice League. So. Yeah.
1: And, and took his movie and changed it completely.
2: <sighs> that movie had so many problems to begin with. Yeah. I mean. It's just covered with Band-Aids. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. I mean, they literally started shooting a week after BVS mm-hmm. came out. And they knew they had a course correct, so they made him change a bunch of stuff to begin with. That thing was just... Full. And then, you know, the loss of his daughter. Yeah, that's tough. So, you know, it, it, it's just
1: a tough thing all around. Well, I've seen a couple of writers volunteer mm-hmm. to write stories for Batgirl. Uh, Rox- Who wouldn't want to write for yeah. Batgirl? Well, Roxanne Gay yeah. has come out and said she, she'd do a Batgirl story for the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Gail Simone saying... Yeah, you, you
2: think Gail would be right up there. Yeah.
3: I got a little bit of news Uh uh-huh. You know, all the news coming out for the new Titan series. It's going to be on uh, the DC streaming network. Yeah. Yeah. The Doom Patrol. Exactly. Almost cast the entire Doom Patrol. Almost.
1: Danny the Street. Are we going to see Danny the Street? (laughs) No, I know. Such weird characters. What a world
2: we live in where we're getting all this stuff (laughs) for live action, right? I love that. Um, As just comic book fans, we're getting all this stuff. Um, Exactly. So. We need to get to Sean. Um, I have some <laughs> questions. Well, well, the thing about it is is that, you know, Clay um, said, hey, I can put you in touch with this guy. You know, he, he'd be great for, for this issue, um, for this, for this uh, episode. And so, um, you know, he, he hooked me up with him, and I did some research on him, and um, I uh, bought one of his books, um, and I mainly bought it because I wanted something for my daughter. Um, Cash and Carry. he's the writer of that, a creator of that, and um, then uh, he, as we were talking, he's like, hey, I have this new book, um, I told him I knew about it, but I haven't had a chance to read it, he said, hey, the, the, the trade comes out pretty soon, I'll get you a copy, and so I got it, and I literally finished it in 45 minutes, it was that good and that compelling of a story. Nice. Uh, the comic's called Force. And, uh, Sean, um, give us a little background on it. Yeah,
4: um, Force is an uh, American uh, football uh, comic book. It's uh, it was a miniseries, a 3 mini miniseries. It's currently uh, in trade format right now. You can get it on uh, Amazon or Comixology or wherever you get books, either digitally or in print. Um, it's about a gentleman by the name of Terrence Wright. Uh, he's a quarterback for a team called the Tennessee Boxers. And he is playing in the biggest game of his life, uh, Supreme Bowl Twenty Seven. Now, the thing is, is that he's an aging quarterback, you know, aging veteran, and um, basically if they win this game, there's a chance for him to get that one last big, you know, one last big payday so he can basically finish, finish his career on top and get paid. Um, however, there are all these factors that surround him, you know, before the game and during the game that could affect his uh, output on the field, or whether it be the fact that, like, he has a rookie quarterback that, like, everybody loves um, that's basically on his heels. Um, he also has an agent who's like, you know, trying to get him deals, but the deals always fall through. Um, he's also currently in a relationship with the franchise's operation manager, um, who's also going through some things. So there are all these factors on and off the field that could affect his gameplay. And the, one of the taglines for the book is, is, the, is that, um, you know, the, something about like, you know, the drama off the field is just as, as serious as drama on the field right. um and you know welcome to the world of force and it's a book that has basically been in the works for like almost 3 years um between me myself uh, I me and me jay reed uh, who's the an artist and uh, co-writer b Al Thompson
2: right um jay's art i the style was really interesting to me um I, the writing was really it, like it, for for you guys, um, I highly recommend this book. Um, it's out by Action Labs. Um, you can get it on comicsology, like he said, Amazon. But over the three issue arc, it it bounces back between like the whole three issues is about this one football game, but he's able mm-hmm. to go back and forth between now the during the game. And then things that are happened to him in his life, you know that like gotcha. you know he like it's like flashbacks, flashbacks and flash forward and then the actual game, but like so the whole three issues ninety one pages is played out through this one football game, man, and it's Ooh. really neat um one of his he did some things in there that really just tickled me to death, like um uh he has a one character in there that's uh, commentator and yeah, sometimes yes. how commentators throw these shades at, at black athletes and black <laughs> quarterbacks. So he talks yeah, about yes. that. And I thought that was really cute. Um, the, cause it, it's, it's real subtle the way he does it. And then, um, when, when talking about the, the new, the, the new rookie quarterback, of course he's white. So, <laughs> and when he's describing him, I was sitting there waiting for him to say something like, um, you know, he's a, um, Lunch pail guy, you know, general on the field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> the, <you know, laughs> the things they talk about when they talk about white players sometimes, but he he avoided that. But I mean, just the interplay with the characters and and um, the relationship he has with his manager or his agent, and the relationship he has with his girlfriend. Um, you would think he have a relationship with the team owner, but he doesn't, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And so it. it his whole life plays out through these three issues, but it's all because of this one game. So it's a really neat little, yeah. it, 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 I found it very interesting. Oh um, yeah.
4: And the, and the thing is, and the thing is we really wanted to do it in four issues. Mm-hmm. So we would have had a quarter per issue, but oh, what nice ended up happening was, was, that yeah. we were concerned that like, um, the sales would lag. So we were like, okay, we're just going to condense this down to three. So you're going to get the third and fourth quarter in the, in the third issue. Right. So uh, we had to really adjust how we were going to do our storytelling for that, but we made it work. It, and Jay really like, made it work because what Jay Reed does is, is that Jay makes football easy to understand for those that don't understand the sport.
2: Yeah. The, the layout of it, the panel layout was interesting. And it, it, it was, um, you know, of course with comicsology engine, you know, the swipe view, it made it really easy mm-hmm. to follow along. And it was very like, me being a former football player you could see the the plays and how he broke it down and it was really interesting and neat
4: yeah oh yeah Yeah. Well, he did a fantastic job i mean right. he he sold that story uh so well and the, but the key is is that we wanted to show people that as far as american comics go sport you know sport comics can be a thing you know i mean like you know i say for instance overseas like a bunch of like a like manga with mangas here's a perfect example yeah. like, manga has so many genres uh, you know so many different genres like one of my favorite books was a book called I Shield 21 which I was know, football. a football
2: which was which was an american <laughs> football based well, no, no, uh, my
1: series. So. okay yeah we're getting uh, into Kyle's went, arena
2: it, it, <laughs> <laughs> he perked oh, up didn't he Mangas
3: had everything from judo to tennis to you know baseball to mm-hmm. wrestling i mean so they like sports oh, yeah, teams yeah. Are there is nothing new to them
4: mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah and it is awesome you know it, it's it's absolutely awesome so i'm just like why can't we bring that here because like what I've always noticed with here, it's either it's either superheroes, mm-hmm. sci-fi, or slice of life. Right. And and so I'm like, can we just mix this up a bit? Can we have some fun with this? Can we can we bring this over? And so we wanted to make a book that people who enjoy watching sports would dig, but we also we also wanted to make a book for those that don't watch sports but watch those ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. And then- because
4: it's weird. Because there's an audience for that, they're like, "Yo, I don't mess with sports, but I watch these thirty for thirty, so I dig this book."
2: Oh, okay, which which is kind of interesting because this is part of the subject that we're going to get into later on. But now that now that you say that, I looking back on that book, um, I can definitely see that vibe that you were going for on that, and, and it and it played out pretty well. No, thank you, appreciate yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> did you get a chance to see Black Panther?
4: Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I did. I, I saw a screening uh, last weekend.
2: Yes, indeed. You know, we do a comic book show here, and most of us have seen the movie. Um, <laughs> we, Shade. We, we, we have this one, one of these we have, kids is not like the other. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have a colonizer over here. Kind of, that, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> lord! That have not lord, seen lord, the movie lord. yet, so we're about to. We 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 need, we need to throw up a spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. You know, as Kyle would usually say, I don't care about spoilers. I just want to see the movie.
0: Yeah, I'm actually yeah. the same way. People are always, oh, I don't want to ruin it for
3: you. You won't. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to see it no matter anyway. what. I mean, you got to tell me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: as a writer, Sean, what, what, did you think, what did you think of the movie?
4: Um, as far as the movie goes, like, it was, for me, it was the – because I've kind of left the Marvel movies alone for a while because they had this standard pattern of kick the can, and and in the the third act in the third act they kind of struggle Mm -hmm. um whereas with this one with this film there was a legitimate first second and third act and there wasn't too much there wasn't too much like you know hey we got to pull these all these other movies and all these other characters in from other marvel movies to make this work yes there was i guess you know the mention of you know black Panther's dad dying in civil war because that's the catalyst of him becoming king of Wakanda, right. um, you know, to try to become a king. But besides that, you know, it, it does a really good job as far as it's method of storytelling. Um, I enjoyed the color palettes that were used. Um, I also enjoyed the, enjoyed the way, like say for instance, the way the uh, action sequence was shot in the, uh, in the casino. Right. That was awesome. Um, the, the James Bond. The action mm-hmm. sequence Look. was fantastic. Yes. It, it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Um, but overall the film itself, you know i i enjoyed it i had a good time with it um i like the fact that basically black panther is surrounded by four very wonderful black women um right. okoye Shuri, yeah. um nakia and uh oh what's a child's mother um ramanda um, Ram- Ram- yeah um you know, oh, all four of those women are fantastic. Um, oh. in the, you know Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Denai Aguirre, Angela Bassett, and uh, Letitia Wright—they right. were all fantastic, and they all had their own roles. And um, and they were great. Um, they were great, and of course Michael B. Jordan did his thing because that's what he does.
2: Right. Right.
4: Um, <laughs> you know that that's what he does, and I like the score. I like I like the score, and you know, like I said, I really enjoyed the film. Like I said, it's pr- it's. Like I said, man. Like I've i stayed away from this Marvel stuff for a while, but like this one was was, was very enjoyable. Um, it, it was very enjoyable
2: and I had a good time with it. Cool. Howard, you were telling me a story about your your son. Oh my <laughs> god! You <laughs> took, I, a- took <laughs> I took I took Miles. I took
0: my my uh four almost five year old to see the movie. And <laughs> and again, spoiler alert. Um, there's a there's a scene where when when Michael B Jordan comes back to to challenge to T'Ch- uh, T'Challa. You know, they they have their fight, and when he picks him up and throws him over the waterfall, my son looked at me, <laughs> Daddy, is you okay? And just loses it. He is bawling in the middle of the theater, and I'm like, "My, it's, okay. it's okay. He's coming back. Yeah, I'm trying to whisper, I'm trying to be all, trying to come as quietly as possible, but he's going to be okay. Watch, he's good, he's good. And you know when when they show him and he comes back, my, you know he's sitting there just pouting the whole time until he sees T'Challa come back. <laughs> then he he looks up at me, and gives me a little
2: dab, and everything is good. <laughs> everything is good. You had him I'm like, woo. Sure. My daughter loved the 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 women, and in- she's like, daddy. Uh, Can I go back to Judo? Part, or, uh, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, so, so now you want to, I don't waste a lot of money. Because, you know, of course, or, I do the jujitsu thing. And so I tried to get her into it, but she just wasn't interested at the time. Now she's like, "Yeah, Daddy, yeah. I can still slap that arm bar on you if you want me to. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I bet you can. I'm not letting your big ass do it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hey, So, uh, Clay, I know you took EJ to see it. Yeah. What what did he think of it? He loved it. He loved it. I don't think he has the
1: same perspective to know what he's getting. Um, I mean, and and coming from me, I'm just a a film guy, so the only perspective I can give is uh, from Hollywood Shuffle. Right. Uh, Just getting that story and going, yeah, that's pretty much the roles have been offered. Those are the kind of films. That's it. That's all you're going to get. And it's kind of true today, and that came out in what eighty nine, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, you you see as far as uh, shuffle, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, it's you you go back twenty years, and then you go, gosh, that's still true today. But now we've got something like this, and so like he's going to grow up in a world where he can see Black Panther, and he can see uh, Black filmmakers, and he could see, you know, more uh, that can be represented that can represent him. Right. So, uh, but you know, just as a story, he loved it and you know, uh, seeing everything going on and he's trying to put everything together for Infinity War so that's that's his focus. Right. <laughs> Getting yeah. everything yeah. ready for Infinity nice. War. Yeah. Well, I mean,
2: that, and that's what I loved about the movie overall. It was just a, someone asked me do they need to see all the catch up with these marvel films to see it and i'm like no it really, it really stands, out stands out, out by, by by yeah. itself yeah. and I, it just, I,
0: yeah i spent the weekend actually catching up on the marvel stuff just to get caught up and if if anything civil war yeah just civil war just that's civil the only regression. thing
2: you really need to see but i mean uh, even as someone that doesn't go to the movies and you just want to take like, let's say your mom or something to the movies it's a great film from the action to the the, the story like Sean said and and just great characters. The only thing I was a slight nitpick is that they keep killing off, you know, like Kyle said, Marvel villains. They keep call, killing off the villains, and this one was actually a great villain from start to end. Yeah, <laughs>
0: was man. I, I, he was, Two of them. he was too hilarious. Too, too yeah. of them. He was funny. Yeah. He was I mean, hilarious. just for the
1: the little bit of screen time Claw had, I loved it. I yeah. still want to hear his mixtape. He, well, I mean, he was.
2: Uh... <laughs> 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 I'm sure it's on SoundCloud. <laughs> I made it rain. I made it rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but it, it and i guess to get into the next portion of this is um going into the black panther it was i started getting emotional about it and it it happened at um who needs sleep and we did that live show over there and clay mm. asked me what does black panther mean to me and i was like well you know it, it's coming out soon what does it mean to me and i'm like you know it, it it's just a different movie and and then he asked me a follow-up question that really hit home as to why it's so different to me he's like well what about luke cage i'm like yeah but i you know over the next month or so i started thinking about leading up to black panther and i'm like we get uh, luke cage was great the first six episodes seven episodes <laughs> great but um When you think about it, it's the same story that, you, like you were talking about. These are the roles that we keep getting. If you want to see an all-black cast in a in a Hollywood movie, it's either going to be a something about a drug dealer, b a slave movie, or, or Tyler Perry, or <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Medea. Was a, yeah, or, or it's going to be a Medea movie, or it's going to be a sports movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and Black Panther, not only. I mean, like, like, like I, I told you guys before. Just imagine six months ago, on the Walt Disney lot, you have Ryan Coogler in one editing bay, and you have Ava DuVernay in another editing bay, right next door, probably doing *Wrinkle in Time*. Two black directors, a woman and a, and a male, at the Disney lot making two hundred million dollar movies. Mm-hmm. I mean. It, they're getting ready to
1: I'm, build a future for kids that are going to sit in their heads the way we talk about the cartoons that we grew up with and right. the films Absolutely. we grew up with. That's so right. we're 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 seeing the beginning of something great for kids.
2: Right. And so, it, like, just going into Black Panther was just it was it was um, I just knew it was going to be a different experience. And then on top of that, it was a good movie. All you know, whether it's white, black, whatever, it was a really great movie. Oh yeah. You know. And with a positive me.
0: movie, a positive movie all the way across the yeah. board. Yeah, everybody. yeah, I, I, it, it makes me think back to uh, when I was a kid and, and, and coming up, we, when you saw um, the Huxtables with, with the Cosby show, because nowhere else on right. TV could you see, you know.
1: Just you, a family, just, having dinner, right? going through Successful different. family. And yeah. It's just, well, and it I'm wasn't, gonna... it
0: wasn't just beat into you. Hey, it's a black family, it's a black family, okay. it's a black family. It's just. Well, I was about to ask, didn't we
3: see that with Good
0: Times
2: though? Until next well, time? see, and, and that's what we talked about on just a sec a couple weeks ago. As as a man of forty five, yeah. growing up in this country, if I saw all black TV show, it was either a comedy or it was the freaking Wire, you know. And so, and and I tried to go back and and you know, you asked me about a drama, and that was the only one I could think of was the Wire, that was a mainly a black cast. Mm-hmm. And but it was about drugs and yeah how bad we have it in Baltimore and and I never understood that
1: until I saw there was a documentary on Norman Mailer about making um, the Jeffersons and making good times mm-hmm. right. and he said how much how you know he really wanted to show like struggle and good times but that's not what people wanted to see they really enjoyed the jeffersons because this is a guy that made it and you know it's a comedy but who cares i mean mean, that's not the focus it's 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 more about this guy and and not having to struggle and his family's fine we'll see he almost creates his own problems
2: most of the time yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well the sad part about it is is that you know so me and howard grew up we're about the same. We're the same age. Remember, yeah. sorry, we graduated high school the same year. Yeah. We went to uh, rival high schools, even though we didn't play each other. He, we're in the same school district. He went to Louisville. I went to the Colony, and he was a football player. I knew about him and his little towel on his back, and um, <laughs> 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 little towel flapping in the wind. And you know, of course, I played at the Colony. So, of course, Louisville and the Colony. You think of Louisville and the Colony in the late '80s, early '90s. You think. 95 percent white 98 so we grew up in a a different time and and i've over the last nine years ever since obama even decided to run for office the climate in this country has changed even amongst friends like some of the people that we grew up with that you know maybe we saw it but we didn't want to see it you definitely see it now Mm -hmm. yeah you know and uh and I think back to the Jeffersons, and they're talking about how well, we want to see—you know—we don't want to see the struggle. It's so that 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 white people can look back and say, "Look, there's your example right there." You know that this is what Black America is like right now, but it's totally not like that anymore. It, it wasn't like that then; it's not like that now. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have people that made it. You know, that you can't say is it, are we better now? Yes, but. You can just go to any YouTube comment section and see that it's not fucking great, right? Right. right. And cool. so, you know, and so, and to bring it back in the comics, you know, we grew up. So we had Black Panther, who, for the life of me, I can't figure out how Fox didn't get Black Panther in that deal, that movie deal. Considering yeah. that he's a Fantastic Four character, right? Yeah, you know, the thing I didn't yeah. really know about Black Panther. I was no. in my twenties
0: when I found out about Black yeah. Panther and Blade. Blade's been out since. Well, Blade was introduced in, in what? In was it seventy? I thought seventy two was seventy five. Yeah, was the original. Yeah, it yeah, was in the
1: seventies. Um, but it, I, I wanted. I wanted to ask though is um, so so growing up, what comics represented or had any representation that you would
2: kind of drift to or go? I need well, to. Well, I mean. Okay, so we didn't have many black characters. Yeah, and, maybe Sean, and maybe Sean can back me up on this. We didn't have many black mm-hmm. characters. So, growing up in the '80s, you kind of automatically gravitated towards X-Men, Storm. And, 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 like, well, not yeah. really Storm, yeah. but I mean sure. the way they the way they the way they set up the X-Men was that they were marginalized like black people were yeah. in this country, and they, they were picked on and they were discriminated against. And so you kind of de- and, and of course Claremont and Byrne they uh, did an excellent run on that. You know, yeah. and just talked about that. They were able to talk about those issues, and so you kind of gravitated towards it. Um, I like, um, I, I like, I like Power Man, but it was, it was kind of weird seeing him in that black exploitation outfit, and then you had a kung fu master who was white. Um, it was kind of weird for me, and even in the 80s, it was like, okay, I like these characters, but something's a little wrong with this thing. <laughs> I like the way they if updated you, if you it. go
4: if you, i sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. If you go, go back to the to the Power Man Iron Man fist stuff, if you go back, go start reading it when Christopher Priest um, took it over towards the end. Okay. There's some really there's some really interesting stuff, um, and I'm not sure if he, if he's listed as Jim Owsley in those books, but I think he's probably listed as Jim Owsley. Go back and look at the Jim Owsley slash Christopher Priest issues because. There's some really interesting stuff in there and how he played on how he plays with you know with you know race superheroes and all that stuff um, so definitely go back and take go definitely go back and take a look at that for sure
1: well,
2: I because have. I think a
4: lot I think a lot of it will play different now
2: yeah, he is billed as Jim Owsley on those that's cool well' I mean, okay and it doesn't surprise me because I think well, the, most, the most iconic run of Black Panther is the priest run. Priest run, yeah. Although the, mm-hmm. I saw that article where they made Reggie Hunlon is the. Fi- I was like, yeah. no. that,
0: I was just about to say that's 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 when it, you know, mm-hmm. they actually it got some airtime. So well, it got
2: some airtime, so well, air but it was at two o'clock in the morning on BET. Absolutely. I, I, I posted, that's it. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. I posted and that, that thing on Facebook. I posted that thing on Facebook, and I was like, okay, y'all, my black friends, who still watches BET? <laughs> because they, I saw that article and they made that uh, the argument that you know that Black Panther is where he is today because of Reggie Hudlin and I'm like whoa yeah and I was like that's one of the most maligned runs of Black Panther ever mm-hmm. but I mean I, I can see some of the stuff he did was kind of iconic and he did you know bring in that Black Panther that TV show but mm-hmm. I don't know it's, it's kind of weird because I, I always think of the Christopher <laughs> Priest and mm-hmm. you know um who was the guy Mark, right before him? Oh, um. the Don McGregor. Yes, so there was yes. like
4: the old Don, the old Don McGregor stuff from like the seventies and like. But like then, Priest when Marvel had the Marvel Knights lineup, Priest uh, started his run that nice long critically acclaimed run there. The weird thing, the weird thing about the Black Panther animated series at the time, that was during a period of time where like BET didn't start investing in original original programming. um as opposed to as opposed to now now they have a bunch of original programming a bunch of original shows a bunch of original movies that all that all do very well um but at that time that was supposed to be a big deal but like really it was just a motion comic with voiceovers right you know so so yeah it was that was that was a weird but that was also a very weird time because that was during a period of time where, like, yeah, we was living in the Bush administration and the Bush, <laughs> Bush administration, during, during that era, for real, I always tell yeah. people this, during that era, like, the Bush administration, and I, I, and I just use that as the marker, right? because, like, black entertainers, black producers, black directors, like, all that stuff was just gone, right? okay? All that, all that was just gone. And then, you know, as we got into the Obama, slowly got into the Obama administration, like, Shonda Rhimes had quietly, Started to build her empire with Grey's Anatomy, and now Shonda saved ABC Television. Right. You know, but like, but the thing is, it's just like, but we have a whole generation because of that era, like you know, basically the Bush era through like the first like three or four years of the Obama era, where the like the lack of representation in TV and film um, was so bad that like you have a generation that's just like, yo, nothing's ever existed. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and so you know, like,
2: like and and no, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. no, no. no
4: Oh, no, no. But, so, but then, you know. So then we, you know. So like, you know, like our generation tries to explain, like, no, 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 no. We, we do, we did have stuff. Like the '90s was, you know, a great, it was, it was a great era, of you know, creation for like, you know, for like for black creatives. Right. Um. You know, there was good stuff. There was good stuff. There was great stuff. There was, stuff, there was bad stuff. And there was like, oh man, this is all. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know. But the thing is, we were also in this era. We were also in that era of man. Okay well, so if, if this is what right I got, all right, right, you know, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll do what do I can with it and be, be like, like you, you know what? Oh, well, that wasn't bad. That could have been a little bit better. But, you know, but now it's a, it's a lot different. And, um, and so, like, you know, like, I think, like, for, like, for this generation, like, you, like, you kind of hit a key point, and this is something I really didn't think about, like, with, with this Black Panther movie with the Wrinkle in Time, how, like, you know, kids and kids, like, kids of color and black kids, they have something they can actually see on the big screen that, rep- that you know that represents them. Like for me when I was like when I was like fourteen, like my thing was Harlem Knights. Like Harlem Knights it, uh, Harlem Knights is like the Black Panther of my generation. That's right. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, you know what I mean. Like I was, right. well, I was 14 years old, and like yeah, it was an R-rated movie. But like, yo, that had like an all-black cast. It was directed by you know by Eddie Murphy. Produced by black people. It had like all the greatest comedians ever,
2: and, and like in one
4: spot, it was like the Justice League of like drama comedy heist films.
2: Right. See, my and so
4: nice.
2: go ahead. No, I was just saying the, the funny thing about Harlem Nights is that. Um, Growing up, my parents didn't let me, like, you guys, you, y'all have done shows with me, you realize that I have like a, a, a blind spot in the 80s, mm-hmm. like a lot of the mm-hmm. 80s movies, yeah, because I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies. Like, you know, mm. I, 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 you know, my parents just didn't, we didn't have it in the house, you know, we didn't go, we really didn't go out, you know, much, we didn't go to the movies. So it wasn't until high school, like, 88, that I started going to the movies by myself, you know, with my friends. And I got to see, but the one movie I got to see that was rated R was Harlem Nights. Yeah, my dad brought me into <laughs> his little room, his little TV room. Like, come on in here, boy. We're gonna watch this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, with me,
0: I I understand, I understand them giving uh, um, Hudson uh, s- so much credit for it for the simple fact that that is how I found out about Black Panther. I didn't know. I didn't know Black Panther existed till then. Right, uh, for for whatever reason, you know, maybe I wasn't as into comics as I was. You know, we I knew about X Men, you know, right. from the second grade on. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know Black Panther existed, and I'm sitting there watching this, and then then you then you start you know finding out more about Black Panthers. Like this guy's been around that long. Yeah, didn't know Blade had been around as long as it had until Wesley Snipes. Right, you know, and um, I was Blade for Halloween for like five years in a row, man. I, it just, <laughs> but but that's it it it. Kind of shine a new light on it, even though it was two o'clock in the morning. Right, the, yeah, it was the only slot we could get. Yeah, we got it, and it and it kind of put it out there. So you know, flash forward now, here we are.
2: The the how do I say this? Um, Bluntly, yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, you're not <laughs> gonna hurt anyone's feelings here. Well, it, it's just it's just funny because like you, I mean. <laughs> when thinking of this show, right? I was thinking about representation and black characters, and now that we're 38 minutes into the show, we've only talked about three freaking characters that are black. And, and we've been only mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe. Only in the Marvel Universe. Yeah.
1: You know... The um,
2: well, I mean, thing
0: got... we talked about was Ulysses Klaus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so the mixtape. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, yeah, and there was also, like, up, there, the instance, in, in the 80s, there were two
4: characters in particular right. that really stood out for me as a kid. Um, like, um, with the, uh, James Rhodes Iron Man yeah right. that was that was you know that was for me that was a fantastic run. It was written by David Michelini, art by Luke McDonald, uh, sometimes things by Ken and Garvey and um, and that was a fantastic run for me. so like you know and plus like Rhodey was Iron Man in Secret Wars, although you never saw his face right you know you, you never saw his face because like I guess the, I think at the time the rest of the heroes didn't know who Iron Man was because Tony, you know,
1: was, you know,
2: Tony was taking a break because, you know, he, he drank too much.
1: Yeah. Which, so, was, uh, yeah.
2: which was a great arc leading up to Rhodey becoming. Yeah.
1: Demon in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Demon in a bottle, yeah.
2: Yes.
4: And um, so th- for me, there was that. So, like, I made sure I had every single issue of the Rhodey Iron Man run at that time. Now, the other thing was in the in the 80s that was big for me, you know, because it was anime. you know, it was cartoons. So I would watch uh, Galactic Guardians, which was like a, a Super Friends spinoff, and that's where that's yeah, where I was introduced to and Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so to get to see Cyborg team up with Firestorm and do really cool stuff as a kid was awesome. So then yeah. I go find out he was part of the you know the New Teen Titans. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I can go, go get these uh, New Teen Titans books with this really cool art by this dude named George Perez. Uh-huh. And so there were those two characters. And yes, we, you know we had there was Storm and the X Men and the X Men as a whole. But for me, it was like Rhodey. It was Cyborg, and. Um, and you know, for like the longest time, like you know, that that was about it. And um, uh, and there were a few other characters that would show up here and there. And, you know, they get their little spots in in the moment. Like say, for instance, like uh, Monica Matt Rambo, A.K.A. Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. She was the re- she, she was the reason why I read the Avengers book during the 80s. And then she became like you know, she was the leader of the squad. Right. You know she you know she was, was she was the leader, that. and I was just like, oh, this is really cool. This is really really cool. We put a black woman in charge. I was like, right. this is awesome. <laughs> And so, and so, like there were moments, you know, th- there were moments, and like I said, there are few and far between, but there were moments,
2: though. So. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, doing research, I was like, there wasn't too many. When I say black characters, I mean like main lead have their own titles. Mm-hmm. Um, most well, of them were sidekicks, like Falcon. Well, did um...
1: y'all read Ultimates? The last uh, two runs uh, by Al Ewing had uh, Blue Marvel, Black Panther. Uh, well, not Captain Marvel, but Monica, yeah. yeah, Spectrum, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, primarily the whole group is, but right. they and their their focus is just to go out in space and take on the biggest problems. And the first thing they do is go after Galactus.
2: I did not read that run, although mm. um, uh, I just read on Comicsology uh, the Civil War Two story arc, yeah, which. Mm, yeah, blackluster. Yeah, it was, but that, that, event that, that books are bad. In- Sequel to event books are worse. <laughs> 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 oh, you just on your Marvel hate still? Uh,
1: but uh, no, I, I was actually I was I was kind of curious because I was looking at like what when I when I pull up you know black characters in comics, what comes to the top and what's there and and like Black Lightning, we haven't even talked about. He's got his own show. Right. Yeah. Came out of the mm-hmm. cartoons that I grew up with, but I knew that some of those characters had been created just for toys, like uh, Firestorm and... Oh, here's, Cop-
3: one, here's one we keep forgetting about. How about Brother Voodoo?
1: Brother Voodoo. From Marvel. What? Yeah.
3: We, we, we talked about him Yeah, we did. we did touch on Cyborg. Brother
2: Voodoo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to fix a show. Colonizer.
2: <laughs> that is my new nickname for all y'all. Colonizer. So, so are y'all
1: watching Black Panther at all? Or not? I mean, uh, Black Lightning. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're yes. yes. That, Black Lightning is a fantastic show. It is a great. show. Yeah. It, it 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 is definitely not a CW show. No. And that's the best thing about it because yeah, right. every one of their shows, the first season, is very much a formula with music, and this show is like, we're not doing that.
0: I think it was praying mantis.
1: Mantis. It was on. No, mantis. It was, it was mantis. on Fox. Was yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yes. yes. He was in a wheelchair. He was in too. a wheelchair. <laughs> yes. yes. During the, during the day, he was in a wheelchair. Right? I, heard, he became a I, I, I loved and he when walk.
1: Fox would experiment with shows like that. And Friday night, you would get Mantis. You would get uh, what was the Jessica oh. Alba show? Dollhouse. No, no,
2: Dark, no, 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 Angel. Uh, uh, Dark Angel. Dark Angel. Dark Angel. Angel yeah, Dark Dark Angel, Angel. yeah, yeah. All
1: kinds of like cool sci fi stuff they would do, and
2: now nothing. Uh, well, that's because Netflix is taking over all the sci fi yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's true. There's really a lot to... more competition now. How there. how how much milestone history do you guys know?
2: Oh, a, a, a good amount. A good All amount. Right. I, I expect
1: a, Sean to know. Somebody perked up, yeah, <laughs> right? He <laughs> got excited over it. Yeah. So, so, so when milestone first, uh, there were talk, there were talks about it, and it was coming out. Were you, were you buying? What age were you at, Sean?
4: Um, let's see. When milestone dropped. Man, I got I got to do the read I got
1: to, I got to, I got to look real quick I got to look because like that's gonna okay. mess with me now. Hey, no problem. Uh-huh. Like
4: I think when it came when it came out, I think I was like I was probably like in my late teens. I was in my I was in my late teens when Milestone dropped, and when that happened, I literally bought every book I could find. Right. Well, um, whether it be whether it be static or um, oh static or zombie or um hardware. hardware hardware was my dude. hardware yeah that was my dude um, <laughs> but like any any book they had i bought
3: milestone brought out the static shot cartoon on fox kids i think that was an excellent cartoon in the, like early yeah 90s. i so, used to i used to love it that, that show was badass. Yeah. Um,
2: cool. so we've had representation but it's it it's weird that we you have to kind of pick and choose but um but yeah, Milestone came out when, when I was, wasn't reading comics. And I didn't find out about Milestone until, like, I knew about uh, watching Young Justice. I knew about Icon and Bumblebee and, and Static. Um, and mm-hmm. then um, when Kirkman did that uh, documentary run a couple of months ago, yeah. um, they did a whole episode on M- Milestone. So now that's made me want to go back and read those comics. Um, Clay, I know you're... Now, a DC guy, have you started <laughs> reading that new relaunch of the milestone stuff?
1: No, not yet, but I'll probably add that to my pull list. Um, wh- but real quick, what I wanted to add because I watched this recently is uh, on the animated Doom DVD, um, uh, they did a special uh, with Dwayne McDuffie, right, and talking about mm-hmm. his life and work. Yeah, I watched that. Um, has a lot of milestone stuff in it. If you guys can track it down, it's totally worth buying the DVD just for that special feature. Uh, that Dwayne McDuffie yes. uh, special feature is everything. Right. That, that it is. It's really good. Yeah. It's unbelievable. That guy is has contributed so
2: much to comics. It, and he's it's amazing. Gone. Yeah. That that like I said, the, that Kirkman um, that Kirkman documentary. It was. I didn't. You know, like I said, I didn't read Milestone, so I didn't know anything about you know their history. And I'm watching it, and the way they set that up, the interviews was kind of 90s, but kind of seemed kind of fresh so i didn't know he had passed away and then at the end it just kind of hit me like yeah well oh, this fool's been gone for like 10 years yeah. you know he's, been, oh, he's wow. been yeah but his legacy lives on with just all the great stuff that he created i know it
1: kills me at the end um when his wife starts talking about he was he was preparing to write features that's right. where he was going. I mean, he, he jumped from comics. Oh. He, he went into TV and ha, had to battle to say, you know, hey, mm-hmm. I can write TV. I can write I can write this. And now he's going to write features because he had been doing well, DC movies.
2: Been, well, he'd been working with uh, Reggie Hudlin, too, right? hmm Yeah. So um, that got, you know, that. 13. Yeah, 13. Um, so, Sean, what are you reading now?
4: Um, what am I reading right now? Mm-hmm. Honestly, like man, I man, I stay so I stay so busy trying to make comics and <laughs> and and run uh and help run Action Lab Entertainment that like my reading is uh it's not that it's far and few between, but mm-hmm. I still get to read. Um, a lot of it is more for research, but um, I've been reading. I went back and I started rereading. There's a book called Black Sad.
3: Yeah. And
4: um and like um I, I actually I reread those a few nights ago. Um, I also went back and I and I started to read like the Neil Adams Batman. I never read that when I was a kid, and um, and I went back and started reading the Neil Adams Batman. I also um, I checked out IDW's uh, Star Wars Adventures book because um, I'm always you know I'm always big on kids comics, and um, the IDW Star Wars Adventures book is really great. Uh, and it's, a, it's a book that you can hand to anyone and be like, yo, really cool Star Wars adventures. You don't have to like you know be steeped in the canon. And right. um, in order to in order to read it, and I was like, and that's 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 a big sell for me. Right. Um. Also, I've been reading. Um. What else have I been reading here? I got man, I got so much stuff I ain't read yet. <laughs> um.
1: We all have like pile next to our weird. bed. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, you know, read um. Greg Park's um, Mech Ka- Mech Cadet U. Is
2: that kind that's of like a really manga? good book too?
4: Yeah, it? yeah, it's just kind. Of, it's, it's kind of like a mecha book.
2: Okay.
4: It's good. So, so like, I, like, But normally I read stuff in trade,
2: mm-hmm.
4: so I like yeah, always why just I'd, like, i
2: well, wait until the trades come out. Right. I, I um, stopped reading comics through the 90s, and now I'm catching up, and it's mostly trades. And it's like um, Clay said earlier, it's, it's gotten to the point where there's so many reboots and stuff that all you have to do is really point to, if someone wants to get into the comics, just point to a particular trade. And then they have, you know, those particular issues that should go run by somebody. That They can yeah. jump into. Um, Howard, are you reading? Yeah. I haven't no? been I haven't
0: I haven't read a whole lot lately, man. And uh uh <laughs> so I try to get story. a lot of more sleep these days. <laughs> 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 um,
1: the older we get. But
0: mm-hmm. the thing is I, I I I because you know, the the little time I have mm-hmm. with my kid, I love for us to after we do his educational things, we'll jump on there and watch you know, right? You know what? Whatever kind nerd of stuff he's in, all kinds of nerd <laughs> stuff, man. But but yeah, it's mostly you know all the all the visual stuff. Too, Cause I right. can't get into it with my kids. So.
2: One of the funny things I uh, going on Facebook and and YouTube and just comments anywhere you can make a comment. It's just been really hard for me lately because oh. I, I have to bite my tongue yeah. a lot. Because but it's funny because. Last night I just had to jump into this conversation because this you know this girl made a comment about why are white people so upset about Black Panther and then this one guy came on there and he was like, Well, you know, it's not all around loved. I'm like And then he made the comment, Well, you know, what if we made a a white film like that? And I'm like, You mean like just movies? Like Superman? Yeah, like, uh, like, like you mean movies? You mean you mean like Thor? Thor? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, just think about it. You remember how upset people were whenever they cast Idris Elba yes. as freaking Heimdall? Yeah. Oh. I mean, white yeah. folks lost their freaking minds. I'm like, you know he's like a, a mythical guy,
3: yeah, right? Yeah, this is you not
1: know? real. <laughs>
2: I mean, they could
3: have
1: said the same thing as well, Hogan as being Asian. Who, who, was I mean, the, right. who was the Fox host who was insistent that Santa Claus was white? Megan Kelly? <laughs> Megan Kelly. Like, they live in that <laughs> Megan Kelly world where...
2: I only think in white. <laughs> uh, the sad part about it is a lot of people do. They don't realize it. Mm. I make that, uh, we had that conversation a year ago and it was off air, but I was like, the difference between me and my white friends is that I have to live in your reality every day. When I wake up, I'm in your reality. When I go to work, I'm in your reality. You rarely have to come to my reality. And, it, you know, like, I know for a fact where I've been the only black person in a three-mile radius of where I'm at. Right? But I walk into a building. I mean, how how many times as a white person, how many times have you been in a room where you're the only white person in there? And, you know, you can probably pull maybe once or twice. Yeah, like in life. Yeah, in life. It happens to me on a daily basis. You know, it, it, a whole building where I'm the only black person in the building. So, I mean, we have to live in your reality. So, it just cracks me up when they like, well, what if, you know, what if we had a group that was just for white people? You mean like the NRA or anything like that, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know what you're talking about because there's a bunch of them freaking groups. Yeah. Um, dot uh, farmlove.com, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Farmers, only. Farmers, Farmers, only. Farmers only. Farmers only. Farmers only dot com. Save. Save. <laughs> but uh a lot of
0: things with it is that is that I one of the things I always point to is is the whole Black Lives Matter movement. It's people get so pissed off and 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 they are they start throwing in the semantics argument well all lives matter. Well, of course all lives matter. But see all lives matter is a given. Black lives matter is a reminder. Right. And it has to be reminded, you know. That's the sad part. We're people too. Now, maybe maybe it would have carried set better with you if the movement was Black Lives Matter also. But
2: so it's not what they went with. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you know my friend Jennifer. We were yeah. having a conversation. She was like, you know, blah blah blah, and she was talking about you know about black people getting shot by the police. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, you know, I was pulled over the other day. I go, wait a minute, before you start <laughs> this conversation, just know this: I'm not listening to you right now. And she's like, why? And she goes, and and I was like, well, first off, as a white person, you get pulled over. There's not a healthy expectation that you might get shot or drugged to jail. <laughs> you can say whatever the hell you want. You can be doing 105 down a freaking 50, and you're probably not going to jail. You're just going to get a ticket and go on. Meanwhile, if I get caught doing the same thing, you know, and like I told you guys before, the scariest thing that could happen to me is for an officer to ask me to step out of the car. Yeah. And, beca- mm. and the reason because I'm 6'5, 400 pound black guy. Who I was, was pissed off. I just got pulled over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I step out of the car, and I automatically a threat to them. So the first thing they do is grab for their freaking weapon. You know, they they. they I'm like, so, but you know, there's a healthy expectation I might, you know, they might find some warrant or, something or some or from like 15 years ago, and, you know, with her, you know, she's a cute little white girl. Take it, go. I mean so she might cry and get out of it and go. Yeah. But yeah, so like (laughs) I like I seen it. It's like I told her, I was like, you know, I I and I told her you know, I tell her stories about I remember I was driving home one day or I I I was in high school. My my friend was white, she was white, I was in the passenger side. They pull us over and ask they come to my side of the, the whatchamacallit and ask for my driver's license. And they asked me what I was doing with her. I'm like, uh, "We're going over here to grab a bite to eat, you know, blah blah." blah. And he's like, "No, nah, I don't think you are." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Come on, step out of the car," and he closed the door and told her to drive off. And I had to walk home. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know the funny thing about it is—is is, uh, wait a
1: minute. There's a funny part of this. Well, <laughs> you, have, you have to
2: understand that being black in this country, you just have to have a sense of humor about it. You, 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 you really laugh do or cry. Yeah. 'Cause I remember in nineteen ninety one, I'm in downtown Garland and I walk me and my buddies walk into this um barbecue place. It was like the that scene out of um uh, what was it Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte movie where 48 they walk, hours. Where 48 they walk hours. into the country bar and the music <laughs> yeah. stopped. There's a
1: new sheriff in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Man, imagine hmm. Hammond. Yeah. So I walk in there and like everybody stopped and looked at us. This old white lady came out, she's like, Uh, we don't serve y'all. I'm like, but football players? No, we don't serve. Y'all not see the sign? And look over in the window in the door. We don't serve niggers. Nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Where was this? Downtown Garland. I,
0: well, I, I. You know, and people will always say, "Well, it happens to white people too," and this happened. Okay, I, I'm, I'm. Like, <laughs> you, you've ever walked into a place and said, "We don't serve white folks"?
1: I, <laughs> I, 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 I will tell y'all a story <laughs> <laughs> off air. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah. We'll,
3: but, I, I, we, we were I'm we on your side. But, I'm just trying to think, I want to say just
0: something. When has that happened? When I, have you seen that happen? Hey, <laughs> I, uh, I I was in uh, Orange County uh, with some friends. <laughs> oh. And I'm not even going to get into the whole story of it. But the first question, so help me. The first question the officer asked me when he rolled down the window was, You on parole? <laughs> I said, it's, uh, I was stunned. What? He goes, oh my God. What? That's a legitimate question. I'm like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right then yeah, yeah. just no. but look it's 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 where we are we're still there uh, uh have things gotten better i don't uh, think so you, you can yeah, you we f- like to think i, it I, ass, but I it, mean it, it's
2: better in the fact that we can go to places we can come down downtown i can get you know we we have technology where we can where we see different things and we I, have I, the I, formula I, my, to share stories yeah, and talk yeah, and my, absolutely and my my daughter's white you know his 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 son's half white you know i we we it, it's better but at the same time we still have a long way to go and the only reason i brought up the whole th- that last part of it is is that when people ask us about representation there's still stories that we want to tell mm. that we <laughs> that we don't and if you think about it no matter what uh, comic book character we we, we come up with, that we talk about, that we read when we were in the early 80s, you know, whatever, they were probably created by a white person. And a black story told by a white person just isn't, I don't know, it's just just weird. It's hard to explain and probably too in depth to get into right now, but it's it's just weird. It's nice, like I said earlier, it's nice that we have Ava DuVernay and Ryan Coogler doing movies at Disney mm-hmm. and telling our stories.
0: Well, speaking of stories, we do need to kind of go ahead and wrap this up. What do you recommend no, you reading for folks who want to check out The Black Panther?
2: Thank you for interrupting me, Colin so. and <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I would just like to say real quick that that we will know that we've really progressed as as a country as a whole when... when when you can just see a movie because it's a great movie, or when this person is a great quarterback just because he's a great quarterback, or this person's a great actor just because he's a great actor and not the first black person or, or this or that. When when you can just- When there are
2: no more firsts. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that, true.
0: that's when we'll have we'll, we'll seen true progress.
2: Right. Um, I recommend um, Christopher Priest Black Panther run. Um, I really need to check that yeah. out. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know it existed. It's so on sale. You can get on Amazon right now. You can get the full Crisper Priest run. You can get the full um uh, Tanahisa Coates run right now, which is really good. Which is another thing I recommend. But you yeah. can get it for like thirty bucks, all the whole complete runs of both of them right now for thirty bucks. And so it's like a hundred and seventy comic books, something like that, mm. for thirty bucks. Not bad. Not yeah. All digital.
1: Uh, Sean, you got any recommendations, and you want to plug like crazy? Yeah. <laughs> as far as
4: recommendations go.
1: If you, if you can find, find um,
4: the uh, hardware, the, the man-in-the-machine man trade paperback, um, that, that was, published was published in 2010, and it collected and issues one through um, try um, try to, eight. Try to check try that to check out. Give that a read. read. Um, there, there may also be some, some uh, icon uh, trade, trade paperbacks, because I think they, they released a the second edition of the first eight, eight, issues, eight issues back in
2: 2009. 2009. Yeah, I think they re-released it. might so yeah. you, might you might want to, want to check, check those, those out, out too. Yeah, I was looking. Yeah. at it. I
4: thought
1: at one point they did an omnibus of all the milestone books.
4: Uh, some of them they did, yeah. Okay. Some um, of them, but not, um, but not all of them. But, but um,
1: but, yeah, but if, if, you get, if, you get if you get the milestone stuff, stuff like, like like see if you if can get the stuff from like yesteryear,
4: and, and I know like, like they're, they're coming out, out with new milestone stuff, stuff now, which is, is cool. Um, so hopefully that stuff will be good too. All
2: right. Um, but also
4: if um you like all like
2: stuff. Check, check out Cash and, and Carrie. Yeah. And if you, if you like, like, uh, like say say if you, say you like the sports comics, <laughs> <then> definitely <laughs> check out
3: Force.
4: And if, if you, you like Monsters, you want to check, check out Kentucky, Kentucky Kai-Ju.
1: Kaiju. Which I have, and that's an awesome book. Right. Kentucky oh, Kaiju. Oh, thank you very, you very much.
0: Appreciate it.
1: Got it. Hey, um I'm old friends with Justin, and I think that's how I found you was uh online when you guys started working on that book together. Oh yeah.
2: Um so you're over at Action Labs as well, right? Colonizer has a question. Wait, wait, don't to ask me, huh? Wait, <laughs> let me ask this question. I will get to you. Not everything can be <laughs> first for you. <laughs> I feel like I'd be left out. Wow, you're about to be left out. You're about to be.
1: Out- we, we, we have run over. Right, we so. run over. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: Oh, so real quick, um, do you yeah, recommend yeah. Jupiter Jet? Yes, yes I, I do. do. Recommend I recommend Jupiter Jet. Okay. I've been and, I and I also recommend. And also recommend you check out, out Arrow Girl. Girl. And that's okay. A E R O girl, check check, check out, both, out of both of those. Okay, cool. Um, where can people find you on the? Wi- uh, uh, you, can you can find can, me. You, you can find, find me on Twitter, Twitter um, at sean s h a w n. The letter R, Pryor, P R Y O R.
4: At Sean R Pryor, P-R-Y-O-R um, and you can, you can also find, find me on uh, Instagram at,
2: at the Sean T Show. All right. How where can people find you? At Trees or the Bomb Factory.
0: Slinging <laughs> <laughs> drinks.
2: That's real life. I don't like real life. <laughs> no, you're right.
1: You're and you I, to go talk to people. I, and I you barely get out <laughs> for the show. And Howard,
0: you've also got a music project. Is that correct? Download and it's d o w n l o. You can check us out on iTunes, uh, Facebook. Go back as far as MySpace. Check out my MySpace. Uh, yeah, just hit up us, us up on any social media. Download rocks.
2: Colonizer, your, what question did you have?
3: No, I was just gonna say you talk about books. I recommend. I just recommend if you like the TV show, go back and catch the, like the first run of Black Lightning. It's a fun from DC's early That's 1970s. And just nice fun just to kind of see where the hero came from.
2: Thank you for bringing something to the show today. Where can people find you?
3: <laughs> ninth floor, remember ninth floor. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Calpedia on the Twitter and most social medias.
1: <laughs> and Clay, where can people find you? On the Twitters at Clay underscore Harrison.
2: Alright, Zach, you want to take us out of here?
0: Yes, I do. Again, stay tuned for just a sec here on com, and uh, we're just about to get on out of here so uh, for the entire uh, Bick and Samurai crew here at Next Issue, we thank you for tuning in and let me hear the music.
1: Ooh.
0: This is
2: DallasOnAir.com.